You're listening to the Sports Moment, January 19th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Defense is kind of the theme on the podcast today as the Fergus Falls Otter girls ran into a buzzsaw last night. The fourth-ranked Alexandria basketball team came to town, and Wendy Kohler's got a great group of athletes, strong junior class led by 6'2 post player Hadley Toole. Otters did a pretty good defensive job on her, though, holding her to 11 points. She averages 20 a game. But that Alexandria defense was stifling, smothering, any word you want to use to describe outstanding defense. They did it last night as their ball pressure was tremendous, forced 23 Otter turnovers, and the Cardinals held the Otters to 29 points in the game, 10 of which came in the second half as Alexandria defeated the Otters 68-29. to And this is an Otter team that's been playing pretty good basketball. They had won six in a row heading into last night's game. Alexandria is now 13-2, and and they extended their winning streak to three with a, a very impressive a defensive battle uh, last night. In the boys' competition at Battle Lake last night, it was the Hillcrest defense that did the job. The Comets held Battle Lake to 19 first-half points, 17 in the second half, as they beat Battle Lake 64-36. to Hillcrest uh, has had a great start, and they remain undefeated in Little Lake Conference play. And we were able to connect with Ryan Garvin and talk about last night's defensive effort primarily and look ahead to what's going to be a fun day but a competitive match too with Brandon Evansville tomorrow when the two Little Lake Conference teams engage in a battle at Target Center. We have Hillcrest head coach Ryan Garvin with us after last night's victory over Battle Lake where the Comets uh, played some pretty impressive D holding the Battlers to 36-17 in the, the second half. And Ryan, that's kind of been an emphasis I know for the Comets this year, defensive effort. And I realized Jack McCallson was not in there, but sometimes when the opposing team is uh, missing one of their star players you know the other team lets up a little bit maybe we don't have to exert ourselves so much but it looks like uh, your defensive game was really on last night yeah I'm yeah I'm very very proud the the, the number just looks so good right I mean 34 but holding them to 34 points and it's really it's it's really it's I really want to be quick to acknowledge Jack wasn't there because he just he he makes them go. We talked about in the locker room before the game, though, that regardless of whether Jack is there or, you know, uh, they didn't, uh, when we played Lake Park, they didn't have their big man Peggle. And, and, and it's, it's easy to get in a mindset that because, the, like you said, this, like, this guy isn't there, so we can play, we can play down a notch or whatever that is. And we've just really, really tried to emphasize together that, it really doesn't matter who we're playing from night to night. We just have to be better at who we're going to be. 
And and so from a defensive standpoint, you know, we're not necessarily doing a lot of talking about um, individual players. I mean, there's definitely some focus on we need to, you know, we need to address Delugi and we need to address Mackelson and and some of the shooters, um, you know, from from Battle Lake and and we could talk about other other teams as well. Just you know, being aware of you know we go against uh, Brand Evansville at the Target Center on on uh, Saturday and and uh Fuller their dude is uh he's got to he's got to be accounted for. So there there are moments like that, but at the same time, you know, we we want to be a team that um whether Luke is guarding, you know, their player or Preston Berge or Noah Brumfield or Gabe Swedenberg or whoever it is that um that we can we can build a trust that regardless of who is guarding who is guarding, you know, their their number one or number two or number three player that that we we have interchangeable parts and we all know the expectations for, you know, how how far we can cheat off a player or you know how how much how much uh, how much space we want to give um, when they have the ball or when they don't have the ball and 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 so you know it's really about becoming who we are and who we want to be versus. Uh, spending a lot of time thinking about or worrying about um, one or two guys from from the from the other team, especially at this point in the season. Let's uh, let's talk about Target Center for a minute. Brandon Evansville yeah. Saturday at Target Center. Uh, as you approach that game, you know that that's kind of exciting, of course, for both teams and all the players that are involved there. But uh, it probably is kind of easy to get distracted and, and lose focus there. How do you approach uh, preparation for a game in a venue like that? Well, I'm gonna tell you, as I've been thinking about it, I wish I would have maybe delegated a few more things in uh, logistically to prepare for it. Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a there are myriad distractions. I had a gentleman come up to me at the the game last night and say he he wanted a ticket for it, and it's it's a whole complicated process to even to ticket that game. And and uh, so I'm wrestling through even this morning how much effort I want to give on some of those things because Brandon is a really good team and uh, and uh, we don't want to go down there and, and be distracted by the fact that we're playing in the Target Center and we're on a road trip and we're together doing something different. I mean, those are all good things. But in the context of what we're trying to do this season, again, the team that we're trying to be um, – those things cannot become uh those things cannot be become the focus right we want to make sure that we go down and and take care of business from a basketball standpoint so it's really uh you know i'm i'm glad this isn't like something that happens every year because it's uh it's a <laughs> it's a lot more work than putting on even a home game uh in your own gym um but uh yeah definitely looking forward to that for the boys we want it to be uh, an, an event that they um, can look back on, kind of a once in a lifetime thing for for uh, for us, I think, and um, and especially for these boys. And so, want to make sure that we have fun doing it. But you know, Mr. Preston always talked about you know, working hard is the fun part. You know, the the stuff afterwards we can we can have fun doing. But as we prepare and as we think and as we focus and um, do the work together, that's that's the fun part, and um, so I think that needs to be our needs to be our focus even as we prepare this afternoon and practice. 
Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, have fun at the Target Center. I'm sure it'll be, hey, two little eight teams uh, who respect each other battle, and it'll be a good basketball game once you get settled in. Yeah, absolutely. We, we appreciate it. Thanks, Craig. Ryan Garvin, head coach of the Hillcrest Boys basketball team, joining us on our podcast. Let's check the rest of the scoreboard from last night as we look at how other games came out on the girls' side. Underwood defeated Lake Park Audubon 67-38. It was Breckenridge over Freezee 66-48. Purim handled DGF 70-39. Pelican Rapids over Hawley 51-38. And Verndale knocked off Nevis 57-50. In boys basketball, in addition to that Comet win over Battle Lake, it was Parker's Prairie 60, Ashby 58, Hancock over Brandon Evansville by a score of 60-53. Border West beat Rothsay 72-48, Long Prairie Gray Eagles 66, Breckenridge 57, Henning won over Bertha Hewitt 74-38. For the Bears, though, a highlight Preston Miller Scored his 1,000th career point. Congratulations to Preston. DGF won over Thief River 62-56. Pillager over Monaga 73-35. And Verndale beat New York Mills 55-48. Swimming, the Otters were in Brainerd, taking out one of the top AA teams in the state and certainly in the conference. Brainerd won 110.5 to 60.5. And the Otter wrestlers were involved in a quadrangular at Bemidji. Uh, they lost to Central Lakes Conference opponent Sock Rapids Rice 47 to 24. Also lost duels to Little Falls and Bemidji in that uh, competition yesterday at Bemidji. Well, one of our sponsors on the podcast is Pemberton Law, and you can visit them online at pemlaw.com or in their convenient locations in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. And of course, Lake Area Docks and Lifts, another one of our sponsors, and they're going to be at the Minneapolis Convention Center at the Boat Show this weekend, and then next weekend at the Fargo Dome for the Boat Show there. So you can visit their booths there and get ready for spring and summer with Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Well, the Timberwolves were winners of their fourth straight game last night. They're midway through the season now. They are 30 and 11. And I love this stat. They could go 0-41 the rest of the way, lose all 41 of their remaining games, and they would still finish with a better record than they had in 15 of their first 34 seasons in the NBA. They are on pace to set a record for wins for the franchise, which right now is 58. They did that in the 03-04 season when they reached the Western Conference Finals, and they are on pace to win 60 games this year. So last night it was a 118 to 103 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies and Anthony Edwards had 26 of his 28 in the second half and the Wolves outscored Memphis 37 to 17 over the final 12 minutes to get the win. They will host Oklahoma City tomorrow night. The Wolves currently lead Oklahoma City by two games and Denver by two and a half in the Northwest Division standings. And the Gopher men's basketball team, they were without point guard Elijah Hawkins and had some foul trouble also, but they still hung around. It was 62-all 
with five minutes to go in the game at Michigan State, but the Spartans took control down the stretch and wound up handing the Gophers a 76-66 loss. Minnesota is now 12-6 overall, 3-4 in Big Ten play. And the Minnesota Wild really struggling at Tampa Bay last night, losing 7-3. They will try to bounce back tonight when they play the Florida Panthers on the road, continuing that Florida stretch of this road trip. And NFL, two playoff games tomorrow in the divisional round. The Texans and the Ravens go at it in Baltimore. Ravens' number one seed in the AFC are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. And the top seed in the NFC, the 49ers, will host the Packers tomorrow night. And San Francisco is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. On Sunday, it's the Buccaneers and the Lions in Detroit, with Detroit favored by six-and-a-half. And then the night game has the Chiefs and the Bills in Buffalo, where they got more snow. Buffalo, three-point favorites over Kansas City in that one. And that'll do it for our podcast today. Hey, thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. You've been listening to The Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.